0: Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. On today's show, brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. Get 20% off your next order. We're going to dive into what comes next for Kansas City. What key dates are you going to be most looking forward to as we turn the corner fully into baseball season after the Super Bowl? We're also going to touch on Therese Paylor. Uh, And and so let's just start with the Super Bowl and wrapping up the the Chiefs season and, and being it that it's now officially Royal season. I mean, there's 50 days until opening day at this point. We are so close to a new baseball season, which will happen and will happen on time, if all things go well in spring training and there's no outbreaks or things like that, we're on track for a a really full and fun baseball season. And so the the transition here happens now with what comes next after this disappointing Super Bowl. And look, it was disappointing, but you got to factor in the offensive line. I, I'm personally. Tired of listening to the Super Bowl coverage and tired of us and listening to about how great Todd Bowles was and how great the Buccaneers were. If the Chiefs, if the game plan to beat the Chiefs is that they're on their third and fourth string offensive line, that's not a very good game plan. Like, that's not exactly a blueprint to stop the Chiefs. That's kind of just hoping that they're just decimated by injuries on the offensive line. If they weren't decimated by injuries on the offensive line, I think that they'd been a lot better. and They would have won that game. So I don't really think that the book is out on how to stop Patrick Mahomes, who did everything in that game. But nonetheless, the Super Bowl's over. I'm kind of tired of already talking about it and hearing about it being talked about so we can move on to baseball in 50 days, 50 days until opening day. And pitchers and catchers report next week. And spring training games start on the 27th. You're going to start seeing these games. Now, this year, it's something to note that there's not going to be a lot of them on TV. The Royals already didn't put very many of their games on Fox Sports Kansas City. But in general, around the league, there will not be as many spring training games televised because it's just not cost, efficient, not cost efficient. A lot of people didn't watch them anyway, and so these crews are not going to send guys out there to broadcast these spring training games if nobody's going to watch them, especially as we try to figure out ways to recoup, recoup money and be more frugal financially with this pandemic and all. So something to be cautious of. You will not see very many spring training games, but you will be able to listen to them on the radio. I'm pretty sure that 610 will still broadcast all of them on the radio, or if they're not going to do it, then you're going to have the webcast on MLB.com. So there will be ways I hope and assume to consume the game. It just will not likely be on television because it seems like even the Yankees, so even these teams that have these personalized, you know, the Mets, the Yankees, the Cubs, even those kind of teams that have specific stations are not even going to cover it to the extent that they would normally in this season, in this pandemic. So that's something to watch for. You know, your real chance to watch them every single day will come in the 1st of April, April 1st, taking on the Rangers. And, and that's another thing to prepare for. You know, as we start to transition into baseball season, this is different than last year. I mean, it's back to 162. It's back to being a grind. You're back to having West Coast swings. I thought about that this week as the Thunder take on, you know, the Lakers and they're playing out West and these games start at nine o'clock at night. You know, these baseball games are going to hit you fast. These West Coast swings. We're used to playing, you know, this last year at 6 and 7 at the the latest. And, you know, you're no longer playing the Tigers every other night, which is going to be cool. I mean, it's going to be cool not to see the same exact team and just kind of make it feel more repetitive that way as as you did a year ago. So I'm excited for it. I think that it presents more opportunity, too, for Kansas City uh, to take advantage of playing other teams that are not in their division. And I think that the expectation level – where it's going to need to be, it's going to need to be set here before spring training, and then we can alter it after spring training. And then, of course, this, the expectation level will continue to be altered as the season moves forward. But there's still a lot to do leading up to this royal season. But the key dates to know is that you know on the seventeenth around there is whenever everyone will be able to report. Some players are already going to be at their spring training sites right now, and then the games start on February twenty seventh. That's whenever Kansas City. We'll take on the Texas Rangers in Surprise, Arizona. Yes, they're playing the Rangers for both opening day, opening day in spring training and opening day of the regular season. A bit weird there. I wonder how many times that's actually happened in baseball history, probably more than I'm giving it credit for, but I just found it a bit weird. Obviously the Rangers and Royals always start the year in Surprise because they share the complex, but... They'll be starting opening day at the K with the Texas Rangers as well. So that'll happen. The report date will be 17. The games will be 27. And then April 1st will be opening day at the K. And that's whenever you're going to start hot and heavy with playing teams outside your division for the first time in 25,000 years, they're not going to play the White Sox on opening day. So that'll also be a new wrinkle and a new adjustment to be made there. But, uh, you know, another date to watch for is going to be the roster cutdown days because with the new agreement and and with the season getting underway, they did revert back to the 26 man roster. Remember it used to be 25. And then prior to the pandemic, they agreed to stretch it to, to 26. And then of course, last year with the pandemic, they even granted it to 28 to start the year and then so on and so forth, but it will be 26 this year. So 26 people will make the opening day roster on April 1st. So finding out who's going to make those cut down dates, Usually going to get that information you know, probably around March 30th, somewhere in there, as the team starts to break up and go back to Kansas City to get ready for the year. In fact, I think that they're still going to play Omaha for, for a couple of days before the season starts. If it's not this year, it might be next year that they do that. Again, it's kind of all up in the air just to, due to the pandemic and things like that. But uh, yeah, Kansas City will have their final spring training game against the Northwest Arkansas Nationals, I should say. Omaha will be next year at that point. So yeah, they'll be playing in, Arizona, in uh, Arkansas at the R ballpark on the 29th. That'll be their final game, their final tune-up game prior to opening day. They're off on the 30th, they're off on the 31st. And so between those two days, there's just going to be where you're going to get the leanings of where this organization will go and what's going to be the cut-down date. So that's another date to watch for as we progress through the season. So that's the key dates, but there's still so much more to cover. You, you got the agreement that, that the PA and the MLB agreed to. And basically, this agreement is just going to revert back to what we already knew about baseball. There will be differences in the sense of the extra inning rule will remain intact, but the extra inning rule is the only one that carries over. There's no universal DH. There's no expanded postseason, and they're just going to play baseball the normal way, 26-man roster, no DH, no expanded playoffs. But again, the extra inning rule is that in the 10th inning, you start with a runner on second Personally, for me, I would prefer that to happen on the 11th or even 12th inning to start that runner on second because I think that you can really decide extra inning games in, in the 10th inning straight up and the 11th inning straight up. And if it still goes to overtime, which is only I believe 20% of games make it past the 11th in the regular in the regular season, so if it still goes past that, then add the runner on second so we're not wasting arms and and wasting time. But it seems like the players really enjoy this this uh, extra inning rule. So if they enjoy it, if they sign off on it, who cares, really, in the grand scheme of things, we'll be used to it in a year or two as it becomes the new normal. Uh, the DH, I mean, not DH, the doubleheader is back, a different DH. The doubleheader is back to seven innings whenever there's a rain out. And, and again, this is a, a rule that you have to put into perspective of. It should not happen very often. Like last year, we were playing doubleheaders every single day. It should not be the case this year for that to happen because hopefully there's no outbreaks and hopefully there's no COVID cancellations There'll be about a handful of rainouts, so you have a handful of doubleheaders, but that's all. So it's not really worth getting too upset about the seven inning part of it. And I thought that the seven inning part was more interesting and it was it was a lot more fun. It got you through the doubleheaders quicker, but more than quicker, it, it also put a lot more pressure on every single inning because you just are chomping off the eighth and eleventh and eighth and ninth inning of a game. I liked it. I know a lot of people didn't. I understand why you didn't, but I just thought it was pretty fun t- to watch that happen. I didn't really like the extra innings. I think it took some of the excitement out of it whenever you already have a runner on second and you're just going to play the bunt over and sack fly uh, flyover game. But nonetheless, that's the rules that we're, they're going to roll with. And then remember the CBA is going to come up at the end of this season. So that's another key date after the world series, the CBA collecting collective bargaining agreement will have to be renegotiated. And that's whenever you're going to see the, the addition of the DH and the addition of the expanded postseason get cemented. And then we'll see what other wrinkles are added to the CBA. Many people assume that that is going to lead down the road of having a strike in baseball. We'll see if they're correct or if they're not correct. Hopefully they can avoid a strike, but that's for a year from now. We'll talk about that then. Coming up, I want to talk about Torres Paler and talk about more about this Royals season and let you know what's up ahead this week on Locked on Royals. Right now, I want to tell you about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Are you ready for the NBA? It's in full swing. The NBA, NHL, it's all happening right now. You can bet on every single NBA game. You can bet on every single NHL game. And if those aren't your thing and you're only into baseball, guess what? They've got amazing prop bets and future bets for the MLB. Bet on who's going to win the division. Bet on who's going to win the World Series. Bet on the over-unders. Bet on the awards. Do whatever you want to do over at BetOnline.ag because they have all that stuff for you at betonline.ag to bet on the NFL, college hoops, NBA, NHL, MLB. Check them out. It's the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Betonline.ag. Send it today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Do not forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sport book experts. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bilt Bars are incredible. They have six brand new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. But they're soft and easy to chew with 100% real chocolate on the outside. They're great for pre-workout. They're great for post-workout. They're even great as just a meal replacement. They're that filling. Built Bars are the most amazing bars for the health-conscious person to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Try them out today by going to builtbar.com using promo code LOCKEDON, getting 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON. off your next order at BoatBar.com. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at Locked On Today. Locked On Today is a brand new podcast. Get more of the sport news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local expert. Start your day with the news that matters most in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast from. So I spent today telling you about the key dates to look for. That way we're all on the same page moving forward. Tomorrow, I want to talk about more of that agreement that the MLBPA and the MLB came through to start this season on time and to get that season underway. I also want to talk about what this regular season will look like. Again, it's going to be a lot different than last year. We only played 60 games last year and they were all against the same teams within this division, within the NL Central. So that's going to be different this year. And then I want to, at the end of the week, go over the just go over the expectation level for Kansas city. Cause I think that we should all be on the same page of where we hope this team is heading moving forward before spring training. We'll evaluate spring training and see again at the end of spring training where we think that they're heading at that point. And then we'll see if they reach that expectation or they fall short of that expectation at the end of the year. So let me know your expectation for Kansas city on Twitter uh, at locked on Royals or at, uh, or at R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S. But I want to spend some time right now at the end of the show to talk about Terrence Paler. Uh, Teres Paler was the Kansas City uh, chief speed writer for a long time at the Kansas City Star. Uh, he he was on 610 Sports Radio and he was still doing shows on 610 on Monday uh, and went to Yahoo and has had an amazing career uh, but he tragically passed away on Tuesday and look this is the first one that really hit me hard. I mean I'm only 23 years old and and whenever I was in middle school. I remember listening to Therese Paylor with Danny Parkins and with C Dot and with Benny Heiss and that group. I mean, that group of guys. You know, Therese and 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 C Dot and Benny and, and Danny Parkins. Those were the guys that really influenced me and and made me want to do this and made me want to want to go to school for journalism and maybe want maybe want to you know do all these endeavors. And now I'm covering the Thunder and, and I'm in all these media rooms with the G League Ignite team with, you know, all these top prospects and the pre-draft stuff and the Thunder stuff and the Royal stuff, you know, they're the ones that really helped shape that for me and and influenced me and, you know, made it seem doable because these guys, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, were really, are really, really young and, and... I just remember thinking how awesome that, that Therese was and how awesome CDOT is and, and Benny and, and Danny that these guys really helped shape what I think good content is. And I know that there's a lot of people who don't think that what I do is good content. That's perfectly fine. But you know, I'm never going to be as good as Carrington or Danny or Therese. But that was just something to strive for. They were all guys that were young, energetic, passionate about you know wanting to do this and, and wanting to, carve out a lane to make talking about sports their entire life and career. And they all have different stories and they all have different backgrounds. And you know, seeing Therese pass away was just something that hurt, hurt me so much. And I've never even spoken to the guy, but just following his career this entire time and and seeing him rise up the ranks and seeing him do it with such hard work. And and, and that's what's helped me throughout all of this of doing two daily podcasts, working at my university, working on on blogs and things like that, and just continuing to find more and more and more and more and more work to do because of how hardworking Therese was. And, and to see him reach that mountaintop of you know going to Yahoo and and, and getting engaged and, and and finding everything he wanted, being this national prominent voice within football, that Adam Scheffner and, and all these guys are... are are mourning for him and, and know who he is and, and deeply care about his life. And you know, to see him reach that goal and then have it all be taken away so soon, I mean, he's not even 40 years old, it, it, it was just shocking to me. I mean, I've never had to deal with somebody like that passing away. I mean, you, know, you just think that these guys that you look up to, I mean, it just seems too soon for a guy that I looked up to and for a guy that you know his content and learning from his content helped me shape what I wanted to do. It seems too soon for them to be gone. And, and I think that, you know, it's just a good reminder to always tell somebody if they've influenced your life or if they've helped your life and, and you know, even just family members, just, I mean, make sure that you're always you know, get telling them how much you love them or, or care about them and support them and, and making sure that you're, you're on the same page with everybody because you just never know when you won't get that chance anymore. Um, you know, the, the, the Pedro Gomez one, whenever he passed away on Super Bowl Sunday, that was a tough one. I mean, I've watched him on ESPN my entire life. My entire childhood has been with Pedro Gomez on ESPN doing baseball coverage. And being the baseball fan that I have been my entire life, I just have always known him. And And, and Dan Lambatard mentioned on his show that, you know, his biggest regret is that he didn't return the last text he got from Pedro, and he'll never have that chance again. And so that really puts into perspective of you truly never know when – death will happen and when someone's time will be. So make sure you're taking full advantage of the time you do have with people like that in your life. And, and, you know, I, I just couldn't believe it myself. And I know that a lot of people around Kansas city are feeling the same way. I mean, he was, to me, he is the, the example and and he is the standard for what it should be like covering a team. And I, I think that one story that Sam put in the start today that really hit home with me is that, Andy McCullum unfollowed Torres on Twitter, and, and Torres was wondering, you know, why why did Andy unfollow me? remember back then Andy was the Rose beat writer, and, and and Sam asked him, you know, hey, do you, you know, Andy, what's going on? Why did you unfollow him? Do you not like Torres? Like, what's going on with that? And Andy just said, look, he likes to, he likes football too much for me. You know, he he likes football too much for me. And I take that as look, Torres was doing his job. He was tweeting up a storm. He was making sure that he put all the information out there possible, and, and he put all the content out there possible for people to consume that it annoyed even people who worked with him on a different area of sports. And he just, he didn't care. He just wanted to make sure that he put his best effort out there. And if that best effort was writing 50 million articles a week, or if it was doing five different podcasts a week, or if it was, if it was doing 5,000 tweet threads a week on breaking down the X's and O's, whatever it was, he was going to do that. And he was going to make the time to do everything and to do it all with a smile and with passion and, and and with excitement. And that excitement is something that that I strive to have more and more each day. There was never an interview that I listened to with Therese on 610, no matter the show, no matter who he was working with, no matter if it was his own show or if he was just a guest, whatever it was, where I felt like he didn't want to be there or he he didn't have excitement or he was just looking to punch in, punch out at the start of the segment and end of the segment. He he truly and genuinely cared and, and wanted to make the best possible content and, and, and strive for that. He did achieve that. And it, it's just devastating that he's no longer here to do that. And I think that, you know, just taking his joy and enthusiasm and, and energy and effort level into everything you do is something you can really strive to have. And the last story that I that I love from Sam's column, and he had amazing stories in there all throughout it. But one thing that that I took away from Therese is that when he started the story, Sam said, he's not a good writer. I mean, he, he was raw. He just didn't really know all the technicalities of writing itself, but you knew that he had this passion and he had this ability and he wanted to, he wanted to get better. So just always wanting to get better in what you're doing and understanding that it's not going to be perfect. Look, my first season talking about the Royals every single day was not perfect. Everyone knows that. That let list listened from then to now people have stopped listening from then until now it wasn't perfect, but wanting to get better is something that I want to do. And and, and that's something that a lot of you are affording me the luxury to do by continuing to listen, but you're going to improve from season to season, from day to day, from minute to minute, you're going to improve in whatever you're doing in life. And it's the fact that you're going to have to want to improve and want to do better. That Therese was such an, an example on an example of, you know, he always wanted to learn and wanting to learn how to get better is something that we should all take more responsibility. In, and Therese was a great job in that. I'm, I'm just heartbroken for his family, his fiance, his, his, everyone involved in his life, the people that actually knew him and actually talked to him. I can't even imagine you know, what Carrington or, or Danny are going through right now. I mean, I was just somebody who was sitting in middle school English class listening to their show on the 610 Sports Radio app while everyone else is listening to music, whatever. I'm listening to Danny Parkins and and CDOT and Benny Ice and Therese was on there a ton. And I just felt a part of that, and I just— felt how great they did and and all the great work that they did that it's just tough knowing that they're already gone. I mean, it's just tough, but remember to just always make sure you're telling people what they've done for you in your life and and you're making sure that they know how much you appreciate them. Cause you just never know whenever that opportunity will never present itself again, but be good and be good to one another. We'll see you tomorrow on locks on rose.